we're finally out. Sunblight Fortress has been conquered, its leader laid low, but more questions spring forth. What was that demon we fought? Why are they holding an illithid captive? What purpose did they have for mutilating as they did? But those questions take a back seat. The dragon lies ahead, and we have to hurry. Ten Towns is under siege already, and we might be the only ones that can stop that beast. So on your feet, for another short quest, long rest. Sorry for that, owing to my ears being all fucked up. Yeah, she had a bad case of ear death. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to wear, you know, beer can headphones when both your ears are in excruciating pain, but we back. Ear politis. Ear politis. Yep. Well, anyway. That's the magical term, or the technical term. Yep, so we had to play it it by ear for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Smartass. Uh, we have dire events to stop. Uh, as a bit of a recap, you entered the Sunblight Fortress, and upon reaching the foot of this mighty stone monolith the Durgar had been carving into the side of this mountain, you witness, crawling from its top, a dragon with fiery eyes and chinks in its armor through which you could see you know, light exploding, crawling from two huge doors at the top of the tower and starting to wing its way northwest towards Dugan's Hole. Upon entering the fortress, as you had to choose whether or not you wanted to chase this winged creature or see if you could find some other way to stop it, you fought your way through several levels of Durgar, some of which seem to be having a sort of faction rivalry, a couple of them following this elderly Durgar noble lady named Grandolfa, a couple of them loyalists like to Dead King Zardarok. Yeah, you guys ruined Grandolfa. Nailed it. Uh, and learned a little bit more about Tavini than perhaps he ever wanted to know in that moment. Yeah, we'll, there'll be do- a talking to when there'll this be is a all to. done. Tavini's definitely getting a talking to. <laughs> yeah, Tamini's getting a talking to. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I love that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you fought your way down to the lower levels and confronted Zardarok and met an unexpected ally at his side. A priest of some kind, a fellow Durgar, that started lashing out at you from under his robes with a tail and yeah, you know, clawed implements swiftly picked up that you weren't just fighting a mad Durgar in a fortress, you know, tainted by Shardolin. You're fighting a devil. You're no longer dealing with the average Saiyan. (laughs) You managed to put the pair of them down and exploring the fortress a bit more, came across the, the treasury, the vault, and made yourselves wealthy from it. Additionally, in this fortress... 
managed to rescue a couple people that were being held in some cells to the north of the room in which you fought Zardarok. A massive Goliath who was very, very happy to be free and reunited with his weapon. And a scrawny wizard who looked strangely familiar. <laughs> it uh, took a little bit, but some of you kind of put the pieces together and recognized him as the red wizard that you had seen burned at the stake in East Haven for having caused the death of a group of, group of adventurers. Alive and seemingly hardy in front of you, offering to assist against these, uh, these Durgar and their dragon. You've now, at this point, made your way out of the fortress, exhausted from the fighting, to where the dogs are coiled up beside your sleds. They seem to have kind of dug themselves holes in the snow, and there's a light sprinkling of snow across each of their furs, Yay, kind of huddled together. Now they get names. <laughs> now they get names because they didn't get picked up and eaten by anything on the way through. Exactly. That's the deal we all made. But as you're coming out of the fortress and preparing to finalize your plans on how to proceed against this menace, this Shardolin dragon that is attacking ten towns, what are you guys doing? What is the conversation as you're walking up to the dog sleds? I think, I gotta imagine it's gotta be pretty quiet. Like, starting off at least. Like, just... Rian walking up, starting to unpack things to get ready for camping. Probably not even discussing with everybody, but knowing, like, there's no choice. We have to rest. We can't push on. We push on, we die. So he just starts unpacking stuff, getting it set up, setting up wood, getting a fire ready. Once we get camp set up, I think that's when he would finally be like, okay, what's the plan? Well... We need to knock it out of the air. Aye, aye, that's going to be big. Aye, I'm not much use with it being up in the air. Same. I got a couple tricks up my sleeve that I learned from Grin, but that's about all. Grin, the, uh... He's kind of, like, snapping. He's like, those things, the, the, the apes, the apes you turned us into. That, do you got any more of those up your sleeve? You got anything else? Something do that I might take care of? any apes up my sleeve? No, no. I mean... Any other creatures that we could get up? Could you turn us into giant birds or something? So we could fly after them. Something like that. Something something puts us in the air. I've got plenty of things that are giant, but none of them fly. Huh. Little ones that fly are, are pretty pretty small. Unless you want me if unless you want them to if you want to bite its ankles, I suppose. No, do that. No. We need something big, something that can take it right out. And he kinda thinks on it for a second and what was our what was our wizard buddy's name did we ever get his name yeah he had introduced himself as Dazan Dazan be like hey spellbook <laughs> yes you kept saying uh about uh making us fly right I can do it for one of you yes earlier uh, you were saying too hmm I did didn't I <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I've really wanted out of those cages. Thank okay. you, by the way. Oh, so you lied. It wasn't lying. I can make people fly. Before you continue, mm -hmm. uh, Felgren, can you give me an insight check? 
I think you are a, a fair enough liar that you'd probably pick up on if someone's bullshitting or not. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, yeah. my insight is very bad. Yeah. Can I roll it? Because mine's actually decent. <laughs> not not decent. I shouldn't even say it's great, but it's plus three. I mean, he did say two, and then now he's saying one. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay. I rolled the die, and it didn't do anything. Oh, that's weird. There, oh, oh, there you nice. go. Well, the first one was an 18. And mine was an Addy 1, so <laughs> Rian is too distraught to make anything up. This guy is the most truthful person in the world to him. Yeah, Felgrin, he's uh, looking like he might have regretted giving that much away, and he's trying to reel it back a little, make himself seem more harmless than perhaps he is. Ooh. I think he's just staring at him openly. Hell yeah. Give him the half-measure speech. Well, uh... Fire's Just nice, thank you. Pick something out of his canine with one of his fingernails. Zan is holding gloved hands over the campfire and is looking everywhere but at Felgren. Your dragon! That's an interesting addition to the party. You're not answering the questions. I think now Rian's starting to kind of pick up on the, the awkwardness of them, him just staring. You're like, did I miss something? Yes, I don't think he's being completely honest. Alright, I'll, I'll level with you. I can help a number of people fly, as I said before. Not for very long. I just, you know, since they <clears throat> burnt one of me at the stake, I'm a little nervous around giving away too much. We don't make habits of burning things at the stake. All of us have no. our pasts. Hi. Glad to hear it. Except well, maybe the, the Tavini. Dragon. She's she's <laughs> she's pretty good, I think, for the most part. And Dreamer and probably Tavini too. Is the the little one, right there. And Dreamer is the the big one, right there. <laughs> Just staring at him. <laughs> I, I say that because I don't think Dreamer knows how to people enough to be that big of a dick. He seems to be learning. I take it you're helping him with that. A little bit. He doesn't really... No, not really. He doesn't listen to me. More than he should. Anyway, we're in this together. You might as well just be honest. Uh, no, absolutely. I'm committed to helping you defeat this dragon. It's good to hear. Yes, I am nothing if not magnanimous. Just kind of gives him a look. <laughs> <laughs> just fishes out a ration and starts eating it. So... Now, do we want to go over the, the thing, or do we want to do, like, a, uh, pan, like, <laughs> like, a, a montage scene, or it's like, okay, so here's the plan, and we all, like, lean in and just start whispering as, like, uh, St. Almost Fire starts playing. I don't think that's a, I don't think the plan we come up, it, it can't <laughs> be the plan. No, it's, you're right. It's, it's a plan. It's a plan for a to counter a very specific situation. It has, yeah. There's, there's, two, we have to just kind of go into it saying, "Hey, if the if the planets align, yeah. this is a plan." Um, yeah. So, uh, just just to kind of like to cut you off for a moment there, to the people listening. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this this plan of which the party speaks. I have no fucking idea what it is. Goddamn. They right. have not told me. <laughs> they have been dropping memes and gifts into our private chat 
about this super secret plan that they came up with together to make me nervous. And I'll tell you what, I am not, I am not nervous. I am confident in my ability to run encounters. And, and proud. Whatever, whatever wrenches that these motherfuckers have ready to throw in the gears, <laughs> I will roll with those punches. Operation Soaring we... Falcon. Yeah, I believe you're talking about Operation Soaring Falcon. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. I if felt it... like I needed to add that disclaimer because our audience may be wondering what the hell plan you're talking about, and I'm with you, audience. Yeah. I'm with you. If it oh, it's becomes, just, it's just the OSF. Yeah, it's just the standard OSF. Um, yep. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, continue, continue. Bless your hearts. I think we can just kind of gloss over that, but... Well... We we do... Regardless of if we're going to do any of that... (laughs) Ridiculousness. We need... We do, first and foremost... We need to plot a course. In Tavini, I think you need to... Help us here. I think you're easily the most familiar... With, with the Dale. What do you think? We need to go to Brinchander. Mm. So you want to try and head it off, as opposed to catch up. I think it's a wise decision. I do not want to, because it means giving up on all of those other towns. But it was fast. Very, very fast. At this point, it is... I think if we if we do chase it, it will just result in more death. I agree. We can't catch that thing. As you said, it was too fast. We know its course. We have to get ahead of it. Loop around. Cut it off wherever it's going. If Bren Shander is still standing, perhaps we can run counter to its course and intercept it. Aye, that's what I was thinking. We can get to Bryn Shander, then we can start heading up along the other way. Kind of like the route we took when we went to Calvin's Carry. But the important part is getting to the road first. I think we need we need to get to Dugan's home. Period. It, because A, it'll get us on the road. And B, it'll give us a preview of what we're dealing with. Agreed. As, as, as grim as that may sound, um, yeah. There, there could be information to be gathered by by seeing, well, the remains. Aye. Practicality speaking, that is the closest place to get back to the road. I need to step away for a moment. He just uh, kind of nods. Tafini's looking a bit shaken by the talk about mm-hmm. remains of Dugan's Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's going to... She's going to use that last spell slot. All right, and who are you getting in touch with? Paralu. The the slim to none chance that Paralu is in some position to help, or has sending of her her own. Okay. I have counted these words very carefully. Nice. <laughs> so you you cast the spell, and what words are you sending? to, as a reminder for the people listening, a very friendly figure that you had met earlier in your adventures 
who unfortunately uh, was turned into a vampire through some necromantic shenanigans. Oh, wee little shenanigans. Wee She's little like, fuck, shenanigans. I'm in Barovia. <laughs> <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Oh, shit, I'm Strahd now. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I got a castle outside fucking I got a Ravenloft. castle and, oh, jeez. It's fine, sending him cross planes. There you go. <laughs> she answers, she's like, hello, it's me, Strahd. Hello. I mean, I mean Paranlu. <laughs> Strahdalu. It was Strahdalu. It is One. One sending message. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> the best part is Eric in the distance. Oh, wow. I know Eric's so far from his mic, still I'm doing the bit. A Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Mountain Dew. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. No, there's, nope. still, there's, a lot, there's just a lot of Mountain Don't at the moment. Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> a lot of mountain don't. <laughs> anyway, so you, you reach out to your uh, Lightfoot halfling cleric question mark vampire question mark, contact. Yeah. She's a fallen paladin, though. <sighs> uh, Perlo, please. Warn all you can. Imminent dragon attack. Minutes to hours. Ten towns to be destroyed. East Haven, Dedeville, Colley, Tourmaline, Lonelywood, Bremen, Brinchander. Nice! You gave her the route. That was really good. That was very, very well planned. There is a, a moment's pause, and then you hear, It's been a while, Tabini. Uh, Dragon? The places you named route? It sounds like a question. In Targos, will warn... Ooh, that's huge right by itself. Yeah, and that is as much as she ekes out to you. <gasps> that's huge and by itself. Targos is fine. That I mean, that's a huge piece of information. If she's in Targos and Targos is fine, that means this thing has not Targo ripped Targos through. Targos isn't fine. I just decided not to include it because it's between Brinjander and Brennan. No, she said she was in Targos. Oh, yeah. She said in Targos will warn. So that means she's in Targos and everything's cool. So if everything's cool in Targos, that means at least there's that. Like, which means maybe if, if it's right and she could see Lonelywood, Lonelywood might be fine too. Which don't get me wrong, I know it's still going to be another like eight hours before we even get into, well, like 16 hours before we actually get over there. But that's still big. Like if it's one thing, it, it leaves my like fear of like us getting to Guggen's Hole and watching it fly back over top of us. So yeah. at least maybe we can catch it in Bryn Shander at the very least. So that's awesome. Yeah. No fire on that side of Targos yet. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's huge. Huge, 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 huge. It could be in Tourmaline or Lonelywood, but... Actually, now that I say it, it really isn't anything. We've only been in that fucking place for like an hour. So... <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking there's... We might not even gotten to Dugan's Hole yet. There's like eight <laughs> cities before it. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I was thinking, I was thinking like, oh, we've been here like a day already, and we haven't. It's been fucking like two hours since we fucking went into this place. 
So never mind. That didn't tell us as much. I'm, I was getting more excited. No, it's than... it's good. It means that she's in Tagos. That's a really good place to be in. That is true. She can send warning to bring Shander to Termalane to Lonelywood, nice and easy. If she lets Targos know, Targos sends out the alert. East Haven knows. We let them know. Um, so that's like both sides. I probably should have included Targos in the the route. Didn't you? I didn't. No. Oh, did you I say could... Termalane, Lonelywood, Bryn Shander? Yeah, Bremen, Bryn Shander. Well, she could figure it out. Bremen is literally a straight line between Bremen and Bryn Shander. I think I was at 25 words with Bryn Shander. I could have just said Shander. Yeah. But... Yeah. Targo Shander. I mean... I, I think he did fine. I think it's perfect. Everything he did I was I think perfect. you did wonderfully. Yeah, yep. so... So, yeah, let's, uh... Oh, boy. So, so, yeah, let's get this rest up and fucking get <laughs> back on the road, goddammit. Yeah. A little bit of a preview of whether or not this thing has hit all the towns yet. Yeah. That'd be crazy if it hit all the towns already. Like, no, now I that I thought about it, I was like, <laughs> it's like, been like two hours. Fuck it. All right. So we have someone preparing spells. Depends on how long he has. Would he have an hour uh, of free time? Yeah, I would say you have an hour of free time. It'll be a full well, long rest, so full eight hours. Yeah, we'll probably so do watches anyway, like, so. As long as at least six of those are sleeping, you're fine. Then he's going to do uh, fine familiar. Oh, nice. Oh, oh. Okay. No, Dreamer's going to insist that everyone sleeps. He's going to bring uh, old, old Finnegan. Finnegan Fox. I forgot right. about Finnegan. That's right. I love <laughs> Finnegan. So you, uh, as you're sitting beside the, the campfire, how do you prepare your spell to summon Finnegan back to you? I don't think he does rituals in like the kind of standard wizard way. I think he would maybe draw in the snow. Just kind of flowery, Feywildy runes, and and summon him that way. So just um, with a uh, with a finger or stick. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, towards the uh, towards the end of your ritual, not ritual, where you are prodding the snow with your stick to draw these runes and to sort of tease Finnegan back, the snow sort of caves in. A little under your stick to about the size of a foxhole <laughs> and you see a, a frost dusted nose come poking out and sniffing at the air and two bright eyes in the burrow staring back at you oh it's been a while I was wondering when you were going to call me back yeah, been busy oh, too busy for me <laughs> too busy for me I insulted you. I'm gonna go back down this hole. <laughs> well, you were you, you needed for the time to come. I'm just fucking with you. All right, make a room. Yeah. <laughs> Comes, gonna... pulls himself out of the hole. I forgot how cold it was here. Yeah, it's, it's miserable. He's gonna barge his way onto your lap without waiting for a lick of permission. Kind yep. of trying to like get up off the snow and into the, the heat of the campfire there. Yeah, he'll uh, make room scratch his head a bit. Oh yeah, no, right there behind the left ear. Got his itch spot. I know where to do it. <laughs> well, I didn't know. It's been so long. <sighs> Sounds like me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to. Uh, well, we're chasing down a dragon. A dragon. Yeah, one made of, like, this stone that makes you go mad. 
a dragon that makes you go mad. Well, what Can you it? stuff me back in the hole? Nope. Yeah. You wanted to be here. Fair. Right. So, uh, chasing a dragon. Where is it? We don't know. I'm thinking kind of narrows his eyes at you. We're working on it. Alright. You know those things can fly? He just kind of nods. How are you going to find something that can fly? By looking up? Boots. I thought I had something smart-ass for that, but no, I think I'm... <laughs> a little still flabbergasted at the... I'm, I'm still catching up to the idea, Jason and Dragon. Me too. Hi. He's just kind of going to lean back against his pack and put his hood up. But he's just going to sprawl across your chest. Extra blanket. Yeah. Extra blanket. A big old floof. Mm-hmm. Alright. What about the rest of you? <sighs> Giving Miri a pep talk while sharpening his sword and polishing his armor. Well, for the few minutes before he falls asleep. He's like, okay, okay, sweetie. This is going to be harder than anything we've done before. Yeah. Just stay by me. Listen to your, your uncles and your aunt. And everything will be alright. Oh, we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried. I'm a little worried. I know. Me too. Don't you worry. Everything's going to be fine. We're gonna head back to ten towns. We're gonna find this thing. We're gonna put it down. And then, then you're gonna meet your grandmother. I'm excited for that. Um, you keep calling this thing a dragon. Hi. I don't think it's a dragon. Well, in shape only, you know. That's what they were going for, but you're right. We probably shouldn't even give it the benefit to call it that. What do you think we should call it? Steve. <laughs> Does Dreamer offer that suggestion? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Dreamer slow beside the turn. <laughs> Just slow turn back over to Dreamer and be like, Huh, well, how about you, dearie? <laughs> what do you think we should call it? I mean, it makes it sound less intimidating. So you want to go fuck up Steve, huh? Yeah, we're gonna go fight Steve. Yeah, fuck Steve. <laughs> fuck Steve. Hey, <laughs> <Aye>, fuck Steve. <laughs> Felgrin, as he's falling asleep, just lifts his arm and gives a thumbs up. <laughs> My apologies to any uh, listeners named Steve. <laughs> no Steves were harmed in the no making of this show. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Uh, yeah, so... So, yeah, he tries to force himself to sleep after a little bit. He, like say, shines up his armor. Takes the wet stone he always keeps with him. And sharpens his sword. I think he only sharpens his long sword. His, the other one, like, he, every time he goes to do anything with it, because it's magical, he's not used to it. But it's just always pristine constantly. So he's just like, oh, I guess never mind. Just puts it back away. <laughs> maybe just maybe just wipes it down and polishes it a little bit. But other than that, it always seems just perfect. So it's always just, but his long sword, he's always keeping in good shape. If he, uh, if he seems to be having trouble falling asleep, Miri's just going to, like, stretch out a wing and plop it on its head mm -hmm. and try to force him to the ground. <laughs> nice. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult to do because, like, most of her muscle is in her forelimbs. Still working on that wing strength, but yeah, she is able to, to give a good push. Hmm. Like, okay, fine, fine, okay. You're right. Rest up. Okay, time to rest up. Remember, we share a brain, so your worrying is just... I can't sleep. <laughs> You're right. That's weird that you say it like that, though. I don't know about sharing a brain, but anyways. 
What else do you want to call it? I don't know. Connection. Bonding of souls. Something more poetic than sharing a brain. But anyways, it it doesn't matter. Let's 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 go to bed. And then he'll put himself back, put his close his eyes, and I'm sure he has a hard time falling asleep, but he he finally does. <laughs> Alright. And uh Dreamer, are you doing anything to get ready for bed or you, Krellick? Dreamer makes a point to be next to Tavini. Doesn't say anything. It's just there, next to her. She will curl up against him instinctively. Just trying not to freak out. Dreamer will put his arm around her. Krellick's just gonna meditate a minute and curl up onto the bear and go to sleep. On the bear? That's awesome. Un- under the bear? Yeah. <laughs> Burry is asleep when you go to curl up beside him, but as soon as you're next to him, he just flops over a massive paw. <laughs> just sort of like plants it on the side of your head as you sleep. The two of them snoring across the camp kind of echoes ever so faintly through the mountains. <laughs> So you manage to squeeze in a long rest, and whereas normally the experience of to bed by sundown and up at sunrise for a busy day, you guys know all this. You haven't you haven't experienced daylight in weeks, but eventually you do find a point in your rest where it seems like, yeah, it's time to get up. And you start getting the dogs ready and getting breakfast ready and getting yourselves ready and begin the long eight hour dog sled journey down out of the mountains and over snow and over land to Dugan's Hole. Quick thing before we take off. I'm going to use the crystal ball and cast scrying Ooh. on the dragon. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yes! Why the fuck didn't we think of that during this whole time? <laughs> okay. Now, remind me, does it have a saving throw when you do that? Yes, it does. Let's... I was going to say, but you mm. haven't seen it, but we've totally seen it. Yep. Yeah, so you've we seen absolutely it. absolutely have seen it. You've seen it. You know about it. Yeah, we know quite a bit. We might... It might be good. Because so okay. the save modifier would be what? Negative two? Because you know the likeness? Yeah, you have seen it. Let's see. You don't have any part of its body. It's not like you took the heart with you. So yeah, minus two on its save. Sounds fair. It has to roll a wisdom saving throw. <sighs> oh, it almost rolled on three. The DC 17 oh. for the crystal ball. I was going to say, I thought it was high. He does. Oh, balls. DC oh, 17. Right, Fuck yeah. You to, yeah, okay. So your own DC is lower, but the crystal ball DC is 17. He's going Saruman. I thought it was 18, <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking awesome. 17, baby. <gasps> okay, well, let me double check where along its route it is. Let's see. Saruman. Uh, this will be huge. I was, Five and a half. <laughs> I was going through my inventory and saw it. <laughs> no, it's and, genius, dude. So okay. good. Can't believe it took us this long to think of it. Like, that's, that's fantastic. So... As you are gazing into the crystal ball, you find yourself and your vision carried upwards very rapidly. You're racing past clouds. You can't make out any distinctive shapes. It's just a sensation of movement, like a lurching, uh, 
can't even say a lurching because you don't have a stomach, do you? <laughs> nope. It's interesting because even though you do not have a stomach, got robo tummy. It is uncomfortable. A robo to be moving so fast and unable to focus on anything. And when your vision does finally clarify, you find yourself over a town of fire. <laughs> with large swaths of destruction, blackened buildings, charred beams, next to strangely intact structures. Like, there's just throughout this town, and it's hard to determine which one it is yet, great black marks along the ground. You could see vaguely the curve of a coastline and ice upon it. And okay. ships anchored in ice. And as your vision clarifies, you, know, you only catch this side of a town for an instant before something huge and black with glowing chinks in its armor passes in front of your vision. And then your vision follows it. And you are flying beside the head of a massive... It looks vaguely draconic. But the organic features that you recognize from Miri, where she has nostrils and a snout and eyes and eyebrows and expression, is not there. This is a long, stumpy neck with a face that, though vaguely draconic, looks more like a helmet from a suit of armor. There are vents through which you can see this glowing internal hellfire that illuminates the black chardelin of which it is made. Its eyes glow with unimaginable fury. And you travel with it as it lowers over the city and begins a strafing run. You see and can almost feel through the spell this white hot beam of energy strike the ground, strike the building, strike the people that are fleeing and just raise everything in its path. But you're also seeing, as this thing is passing over, guardsmen, militia, atop the roofs with crossbows, people wearing familiar colors, people who are fighting for their town, for the people in it, and are being destroyed. You see as this thing flies over, briefly you catch a glimpse of a crossbowman suddenly having his head caved in from behind by a Durgar that appears from nowhere and smashes in his skull. Oh shit, they're in there too? Okay. Fuck those guys! You got ten minutes to watch this destruction as this dragon makes its strafing runs over a town that is undoubtedly East Haven. Okay. And much of it is already destroyed. The spell is starting to fade. It reaches the northern edge of East Haven. And starts winging its way over the lake. I think when uh, the spell ends, Dreamer will look at everyone. East Haven is gone, and the dragon is Gosh. heading north now. That means it's taken out three cities while we slept. And another three while we go north. I think it's. I think it's very solemn. Like I think that also makes Rian's heart sink because he knows now that. And he never knew 100% if his mother was in good mead. That's just the rumors he had heard. Or that would be, like, the ideal place that she was supposed to be. But, like, 
that makes his heart sink because he's like, if East Haven's gone, that means the little towns of Dugan's Hole and Goodmead are just fucking decimated. Like, there's nothing left. Like, they would be completely just nothing left of them. And all we can hope, all, and he still has this little glimmer of hope, though, in his heart that fucking Tavini's message got through to his, her parents. Her parents left, warned Goodmead, and then they left and hopefully went to Bryn Shander, which. I think if that's the case, that's where his head goes. He's like, okay, we need to make this fucking crossing, get to God, get out of this goddamn tundra, and make it to Bryn Shander as quickly as possible. And if we can, head north to Lonelywood and protect our own. We need to save every city we can. Everyone we can. Yeah, I think Krellick, well aware of what a city looks like destroyed already, doesn't want to see, wants to prevent as many as he can. It should be our aim to t- cut it off in Tourmaline. We can make it in time, absolutely. Yes. You spoke to Charlaxo on top of Galvin's cairn. I did. He said that he was staying in in Conic, yes? That sounds correct. Can you get in touch with him? If they know an attack is coming, they'll prepare for it, and it may buy us enough time to get to Termal. Dreamer, was there anything? Anything? In your vision that that I need to know. There were also Duragar aiding in the attack. I wouldn't be surprised if they have cells in each of those cities, lying in wait. The big ones would make sense. Well, even the small ones, if they're careful. But I don't think they would be needed, necessarily, in small cities. Not if it decimated East Haven. It's a good point. Either way, if you can give them some warning about the their invisibility and that's all we can do. The sooner we head out, the quicker we get there. Uh, well then, Tavini's going to waste no time getting up and getting ready, and while she's doing so, she's thinking of exactly what she wants to say to Jalaxel. She's only met him the one time, so she's not super familiar with him. So she needs to be careful how she words this. So just give me a few minutes while I... Yeah, of course. No problem. So you can always do it on the, the course, too, like on the way. No worries there. Yeah, we got plenty of time as far as that goes. We got eight hours, literally, for you to <laughs> come up with the right words, so... Eight hours, and it's just leaving East Haven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if we're just looking at distance, if I'm measuring it out, from Sunblight to Dugan's Hole to Goodmead to East Haven was about 15 to 16 miles. And then from East Haven to Caradenaval to Karakonig to Termalane is roughly about the same. It's about 14 miles. So we have... Now those should put up more of a fight, though. So that's the good thing we can worry about, is East Haven was its only, like, it probably destroyed Dugan's Hole and Goodmead really quick. But East Haven probably held out. So Caradenaval will probably hold out. Karakonig will probably hold out. So that should buy us enough time to get to back on the road and hook around and we sh- hopefully we can make it to to Termalane in time. The good news is because I was able to see it, I can check on it again. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, you can do that uh, probably when we get to Bryn Shander would be a good place to check up on it. Learn where it is. Yeah. But until then, we need to we need to haul ass. Okay, indeed. Lack of a better term. Pretty apropos for me. Let's get the hell on the road. Dogs, mush! 
they all take off and we're like, fuck! <laughs> the, dogs are, the dogs are burrowing out of the snow and, like, look confused and a couple of them start to, like, dart off, but they're all harnessed and, like, you know, staked into the ground. Nice. <laughs> okay. It's just, there is, there's general mayhem and you're gonna have to spend a couple <laughs> minutes untangling them from their traces, but... Dang it, Rian. <laughs> Anyways. I want to make sure I'm on the slide with Tavini. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, Felgren will take the slide with, uh, with Reen. Yeah, and we'll, we'll fucking mastermind as we go. So, where are you putting the wizard? Whose sled are they on? We have a bear, too. That's true. Could ride with Krellick, but I, if, if there's room, we're putting him with us. Uh, me and, me and Felgren. You, come over here. (laughs) Thank you. I was worried I wasn't going to, uh, have a spot. Finnegan, you want to, uh, why don't you keep Tavini some company? I can do that. He's gonna hop (laughs) reluctantly from your shoulders, because he's just kind of, like, draped himself around you. (laughs) Like a stole to keep, uh, uh, keep warm. He's got a fox fur fucking, like, shawl. (laughs) (laughs) Finnegan sort of pulls, almost pulls onto the ground and bounds through the snow, trying to avoid, like, walking through it as much as he can. That sort of hopping gait that foxes have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, comes and joins Tavini and Dreamer on their sled before they take off. And a couple of the dogs towards the rear of the sled are, sled are turning their head to watch the fox. And there's that little bit of hunger in their eyes. <laughs> but, uh, they're, they're consummate professionals. And it doesn't help that uh, Finnegan tells them to fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off! <laughs> it'll be a nice, it'll be a nice, uh, riding companion. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, like a fucking stress animal. Yeah. <laughs> Crawls up into Tavini's lap and just kind of stretches his head out on her knee. You look a little cold, dear. I decided that that one is too much of an asshole to stay around for eight hours. Ah, uh, oh, Okay. Yeah, don't worry. Don't think too much about it. She, she's trying not to think too much about it, but she's got the look of someone who's definitely thinking a lot about it. Mm-mm. But she does absentmindedly uh, start to pet the little Oh, right fox. there. Alright, now now the smarnin. Last night it was the left ear. Could you get the right? Uh, oh, uh, oh, right there, right yes. there, right there. Yeah, that's the spot. Yeah. Keep doing. Just like that? There. You're perfect. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, no, yeah. no, now a little lower. It's moved. It's migrated. Oh, oh uh, oh, okay. Let He's gonna try and keep you distracted that way the entire time. Nice. <laughs> and when that fails, uh, on your journey, it starts playing, trying to play I Spy, but it just turns out that there's a lot of snow to spot. <laughs> I spy something white. He's a well-meaning... Shit, this game sucks. He's a well-meaning lad. Yeah. I spy with my keen foxy eyes. Something white. <laughs> no, it's not that snowdrift. No, it's not that one either. <laughs> nope, not that one. Oh, it's out of sight. You wouldn't be able to get it anyway. It's that yeti coming up on us. <laughs> <laughs> Trying very, very hard, like a good boy, to lighten, lighten the mood a little. As you spend eight hours traveling to Dugan's Hole. Uh, on the way, I'd say first hour or two Tavini would have uh, asked for quiet for a second 
and she's going to do it. I'm going to spend one of my very few spell slots and do sending to Jalaxel. Ooh, okay. So what is your spell save DC? Uh, oh, because he can, he can resist it? Well, oh, never mind, because let me pull up his sheet here. Yeah, this is just sending. I don't know if you can resist sending. Yeah, you it's can't like, really resist. Damn. No, I was just like, okay. He can, he can ignore talk shit to the wants. BBEG all you want. He, he can definitely yeah. ignore it. He can just like. Yeah, it doesn't take a <laughs> no, save to ignore it, but he'll definitely hear it. That's actually really funny. Because my my immediate thought was that this individual, you know, as soon as he sends, if it were somebody spying on him, absolutely he would he would try to resist it, but he can't really resist a message. So, yeah. He can choose yeah. not to respond. Deliver away. Uh, Jalaxel, we met atop Galvin's cairn. Shardlin dragon and Durgar attack. Imminent in Denaval and Cornic. Ten towns next. If you can, please warn them. Okay. And you said this would happen on the first hour or the second hour of the journey? Uh, she probably would have tried to do it as soon as possible. So the first hour. The first hour? Yeah, between the first and the second. Okay. There is, as always, a moment's pause because it's not every day that someone just gets messaged out of the blue. And the pause continues. And for a time, it doesn't seem like maybe there is a, a message incoming. But then you hear this sort of very suave, cautious voice... Well, good to hear from you. And standing on my balcony at the inn here, it looks like there's a bit of a fireworks show in Dinaval. Thanks for the warning. And that is all he sends. Let's hope he's even halfway decent fucking person. Very glad she sent it in the first hour. Holy shit. It took an yep. hour for it to get to East Haven. That doesn't from surprise me. To Dinaval. Fuck. Oh that's my only god! Like, yeah, it's not that far. As a crow flies, that's like a few miles. Yeah, it's like three miles. They got uh, three miles per hour. Like <laughs> that's as fast as it have to go. That's uh, it got there probably a while ago. Did he say that he saw? So you can briskly walk three hours. A, a fireworks hour. show while he was in Dinaval. Pretty sure. No. no. Okay. He's in Koenig. Okay, got it. Yeah, just but checking. he can see, yeah, because it's just a couple miles off. So he's just like, hey, look, that place on fire. Interesting. Yep. So, I was right. He's in Koenig. I, uh -huh. only, I only literally just thought of it this session to, co to contact him. <laughs> Actually, I think it was, wasn't that when uh, Grin looked through the, the moon portal when he talked to and saw him at the thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but still, it, it all still works out. But yeah, I thought that was when it was... When we, we contacted him in the, the Lonely Wood uh, portal thing, and he was looking through that moon thing and tried to reach out to Charl Axel. But yeah, that's where he was. <laughs> was in yeah, and then he reached out to Oral. <laughs> yeah, that's Oops. right. Went to or yeah, Oral next, and then fucking almost. And she got real mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like, mad man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Smith, Smith Daddy saved you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. But yeah, so you are an hour into your journey mm -hmm. when it gets to Cairdinaval. Okay. Well. Is there anything else you guys do along the uh, the long dog sled ride to Dugan's Hole? Tavini. Yes? Would you like a chance 
to check on your parents. And Dreamer is going to offer the crystal ball, probably after the sending message happens. Not yet. I need to see. I don't think I've told um, any of you, but that is where my parents are. My childhood friends, my. And with that, Dreamer is going to forcefully hand her the crystal ball. You need it more than I do. She won't. She won't scry. It's tempting, but it's like if she can just pretend that Dugan's Hall is still there. If she doesn't know, then it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, for the next seven hours, she can pretend that it's not as bad as it seems. There's probably something left of Dugan's Hall. That's a powerful tool. It's not just a river in Egypt. God damn it. I'm Dane, the moment ruiner. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just sorry. lighten the mood. Just, just, yeah. just good. It's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we skedaddle then in probably morose silence, as everyone's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Rian keeps his mind off it. Is all he's doing is just focusing on murdering this thing. He's like, okay, like going through battle plans in his head. Like, if this is going to happen, then he'll do this. He's not even doing everything in his power to not think about, like, his mother being in good good mead. I think Felgrin's just talking to the the wizard. Okay. <laughs> Any particular topic of conversation or just... Hey, let me see your uh, spell book. No. Come on. No. Don't be a weenie. <laughs> This is my life's work. Why do I let you see it? Because I have no use for it. Because I'm naturally talented. <laughs> oh, you mean you're born with magic? Yes. Oh, I was wondering where the smugness came from. Well, that's it. <laughs> Rain is like, ah. Come on, give me your nerd book. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fine. Keep your nerd Roll secrets. Pers- Roll a persuasion check at disadvantage. <laughs> so touchy over Keep his the, spell book. The, the nerd secrets. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey! Three. Plus eight, eleven. No! <laughs> you see him, like, his spell book is originally sort of like, it's bound in leather and buckled shut and sort of hanging from his hip, and he unties it and tucks it into his robe and just holds his robe shut in front of him like he's worried you're going to take it from him. He just rolls his eyes. Fine. After about half an hour's travel, he finally caves and is like, why do you want to see it? To pass the time. Look at look around. Yes, I've seen. This is just snow. Just snow You're not going to be snow. able to understand it. Just give me the book. It's not a picture book. What? I don't... Ah. He just holds his hand out. No. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell a story or something? Okay, once there was this stupid wizard who wouldn't let me see his stupid spell book because he's stupid. The end. (laughs) Yeah, so I can tell that your your magic is natural. 
anyone that's had to earn their gift is maybe a little more creative than that. Oh yes, you earned your gift. I did! I studied! Wow, I'm so impressed. (laughs) He seems to not know what to make of you. He's a smug asshole. I don't know what you to say. I think Rainfire would be like, he's offering to help us. Leave him alone, Falgren. I'm shocked that you haven't buried this one in a ditch yet. Ah, he's uh, he's not as angry as he seems. If they did, I could teleport out naturally. Yeah, he does teleport, but small distances, not real far. Could go further, I just don't feel like it. I imagine this because I... We're talking normal, but I imagine we're just like yelling this over fucking just like a over the wind and the dogs. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole sometimes, but we get over it. (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) I love you too, buddy. It's what you said, right? He just slaps him on the back of the head. (laughs) Slaps me on the back. I assumed I was driving. (laughs) Yeah. I slap you on the back of the head if I'm driving. Mage hand. Don't worry. There you go. Okay, there you go. I'd say, because usually <laughs> on those things, the person driving is the one standing on the back of it. You know, I'll be fair on this journey. I, as much as I want back at those Durgar for holding me hostage, once this dragon business is taken care of, I could use your help with something. Yeah? Yes, we can speak of it after. Yeah, you said something about uh, treasure trove or something, right? Something like that. Aye. We'll see if you live. I see if we live. Oh, yes, we're in this together now, buddy. <laughs> That's and scary. he just kind of he thumps Felgrin on the shoulder and gives him a bit of a squeeze and a fellow smug look. He'll just slowly lift his hand off of himself. <laughs> I love that we have several hours more together. Mm-hmm. Your company makes me feel warm inside. I've heard that before. Typically, it's burning rage. <laughs> oh, no, no. This is pure affection. Good. Did you want to see the spellbook after all? Yes, I do. Too bad. I was hoping <laughs> you'd say no. He just just roll his eyes and look forward again. <laughs> all right. So, with the, the two casters, the wizard and the sorcerer, bickering the entire time, Rian... <laughs> Miri is flying and keeping pace with the dogs. Sort of keeping a good 20 feet overhead, kind of scanning the snow Mm. for any sign of danger. And you eventually hear her call from overhead. Hey, I think I see it. But it isn't until several minutes later, as you draw near the town's location, that in the bit of wind in the darkness... You're seeing signs of fire and smoke. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please like, follow, and leave a comment. Also, you can support us at patreon.com sqlrpod. You can follow us on Twitter at sqlrpod, or join our Discord through our invite banner at shortquestlongrest.wordpress.com. Keep smiling. We'll see you next time, fam. <laughs>